Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Make Me an Answer, Lord. I'm excited to be able to share this with you today, but before I do, I was just thinking about a couple podcasts I've done recently, and one is Becoming a Cheerful Decider. A Cheerful Decider. God loves a Cheerful Decider. I took 2 Corinthians 9-7, where it says, But each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And the, the chapter is obviously about giving and finances, but the principle is much bigger than that. The principle is God loves a cheerful decider. And I believe this is cheerfulness is the evidence that we've attached faith to the decisions that we've made. There's three ways to make decisions. One is we can do it reluctantly or under compulsion. We, we're doing it, but we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to do it, but we have to do it, either reluctantly or under compulsion. And secondly, we can do it passively. We do it, but we don't expect. We wait to see what's going to happen. We're not really negative, but we're not really positive. And then the last one is by faith. We can do it by faith. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how we think when we show up. We don't just show up without believing for things. We show up full of faith. And I believe this. Cheerfulness is the evidence I've attached faith to what I've decided to do. I'm looking for areas where I have long-term lack of cheerfulness in what I've decided to do. Whether it's in family, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in a decision to do a meeting. I want to get rid of the words, I have to. I have to go to the meeting. I have to go to church. I have to. I want to change that. And actually, when I notice that I say I have to, it's a sign that something needs to change within my life. Hey, that's one. The other one I want to say before I get into today's message, you're getting some extra things today. Because I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are someone who's going from average to great. You are a person who, no matter what's going on in the world, you don't let this spirit of what's in in the world get on you. Hey, it may get on you temporarily, but it doesn't stay on you. And the other one I'm thinking of is the podcast I did on My Laughter Feels Fake. And I talked about in that, and that's one of our, our most popular podcasts we've done. <laughs> and I talked about how, you know, sometimes we feel inauthentic because when we laugh, it doesn't feel real. So we say, I'm not going to do it until it feels real. Well, you know, we do so many things in life that we don't feel like doing, but we don't call it fake. I don't call it fake Bible reading when I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't call it fake love when I don't have feelings of love and I love my family. So even the laughter piece, <laughs> you know, we do successful people find ways to do what they need to do. They, they develop habits and they continue in those habits, whether they feel like it or not. And laughter is one of the habits that we do. Whew. Hey, let's get into the day's teaching today. Make me an answer, Lord. I have a question for you. Are you a problem 
or a solution? Well, most of us are probably both. Just consider these Bible stories. David was a problem to his older brother in 1 Samuel 17, but became an answer to the nation's need to defeat Goliath. Joseph was a problem to his brothers, but became an answer to the Midianites and ultimately Potiphar when they put him in the pit. Joseph also became a problem to Potiphar, but became an answer to Pharaoh. Joseph's stories in Genesis 37 through 41. Hannah was a problem to Peninnah, but she became the answer to Israel's need for a prophet in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And once converted, Paul became a problem to the Jews, but through his writings, he became an answer to the billions of Christians who needed understanding about the true nature of the gospel. We often see resistance from people around us as a signal that we're doing something wrong. But rejection or negativity from others is not always a true indicator of our progress toward ultimate personal success. As we can see from the above examples, these times of interpersonal friction often move us toward our greater purposes. What begins as a small problem for someone close to us may well be the beginning of our becoming a big answer for a larger problem in the world. Let me say that again. What begins as a small problem for someone close to us may well be the beginning of our becoming a big answer for a larger problem in the world. How do we move from seeing ourselves as a problem to seeing ourselves as an answer to a question the world is asking? Hey, let's consider the life of Jabez. It says in this in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And his name meant one who causes pain. Going on in the scripture, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Well, what a powerful portion of scripture. And yeah, I love to say this about Jabez. He broke out of the pack. He was destined to a life of, of limitation. He was a destined to a life of fulfilling the identity that his mother gave him of causing pain. But he broke out of the pack. You know what I'm hearing over you today? You're breaking out of the pack. You're breaking out of the pack of labels people put on you, labels you've put on yourself, uh, you're breaking out of the pack of mediocrity. You're breaking out of the pack of, of, of what people around you have done in the past. You're like Caleb. You know, Caleb, in Numbers 13 and 14, he, he is a person where those two chapters show that he broke out of the pack. You know, Moses sends out 12 spies to spy out the promised land. They come back after 40 days. They break up into two groups of people. One was the 10 spies. The other group was Joshua and Caleb. It's amazing that two groups of people saw the exact same set of circumstances, but did but put a different conclusion on what they saw. The circumstance itself is not as important as the conclusion 
that we put on it. We don't deny the facts of a situation. We just believe in truths higher than the facts. And I can understand why Joshua had a different conclusion because he spent extra time in the tent of meeting. But Caleb, he was with everybody else. He was with the negativists, the pessimists, the victim mindset people, the people who grumble were grumbling against authority. But he had a different spirit, the Bible says. Caleb had a different spirit. You are a person with a different spirit. And I say this to you. You are breaking out of the pack. You've already broken out of the pack. You are powerfully moving into a purpose you never, ever imagined. Jabez's mom gave him an identity as one who brings pain, but he refused to embrace the lie that he was who his past experience said he was. He basically said, I am not going to be a problem, someone causing pain, but I'm going to be an answer to others by becoming blessed. How did he do this? Did he focus on trying to make his mom change her opinion of him? No, he did what we all must do. He sought and found God in a life-transforming way. He sought and found God in a life-transforming way. You know, I'm recording this during the coronavirus in May of 2020. And, and this is a time where there's grace upon us to seek God and find God in life-transforming tra- ways. Jabez adopted the attitude Jacob had in Genesis 32 when he told the angel, I am not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And I just see that tenacity upon us right now. There have to be times in our lives where we go to no one else but God about a matter, where we spend time wrestling with Him for revelation and breakthrough. This is the key to overcoming being a problem to finding our purpose, and to becoming an answer to the deep needs of those around us. Lord, make me an answer is the true heart of Jabez's prayer in 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. The prayer, oh, that you would bless me indeed. He probably did not fully know this at the time, but his desire to be free from personal emotional pain and from the responsibility of inflicting it on others, set him on a course of divine favor and expanded positive influence. The book Good to Great challenges us to find the one thing we can become the best in the world at. As we invite the Holy Spirit into our pondering of what this could be, we will be led on a journey to identify the greatest and most distinct strengths. And not merely our weaknesses. You know, it seems like when we, I remember I first got saved, you know, one of our favorite songs that we sang was, Search me, O God, to see if there's any wicked way in me. The, the, the Holy Spirit getting deeper into truth was getting deeper into the truth about how bad I was. There's a purpose for letting Holy Spirit convict us. But we need Holy Spirit to not just convict us of our sin, but to convict us of our righteousness, to convict us of who we are. And as we see ourselves in our full uniqueness, our eyes will open to the questions 
we were born to answer and the problems we were made to solve. Let me say that again. As we see ourselves in our true uniqueness, in our full uniqueness, our eyes will open to the questions we were born to answer and the problems we were made to solve. As we move forward in this and, and do not despise the days of small beginnings, Zechariah 4.10, we set ourselves up for what David, Joseph, Hannah, Paul, and multitudes of others experience. We will find ourselves doing what we never thought was possible, and the world will never be the same. Wow. Make me an answer, Lord. Make me an answer. The prayer of Jabez, powerful prayer. The book, Good to Great, where the purpose, the, the, the message of that book is that each of us is to find the thing that we can be the greatest in the world at. And you say, well, you know, that, uh, there's nothing I could be the greatest in, in the world at. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> Listen, vision for the future gives purpose for the present. Isaiah 60 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Oh, my. Make me an answer, Lord. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. And I want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. If something's going to change, somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help make it so. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. And remember this also, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I used to say, Lord, when all my problems are over, then I'll become joyful. Is that okay with you? He said, no, it's not okay with me. <laughs> you don't need strength at the end of the battle, Steve. You need strength in the middle of the battle. And my joy is your strength. And he said, Steve, there's never a convenient time to activate radical joy. And you know, pretty much for everybody listening right now, today is just not a good day to activate radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. You know, for most of us, we either got too many personal weaknesses, too many uh, family situations, too many people around us making poor choices, financial stress, media, bad news on the media. <laughs> it's not, no, it's never convenient to walk in joy. And when we laugh, you know, joy and laughter is mixed. To laugh, we have to let go of something. To laugh, we have to let go. You can't hold on to pessimism, victim mindset, bitterness, frustration, unworthiness, and laugh at the same time. The joy of the Lord truly is our strength, and a merry heart is good like medicine. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like these podcasts, why don't you let us know? Let us know. You can write where you find the podcast, a review there, or if that's not available, or if you want to also do it, send us a message at info at ignitinghope.com. And just tell us you like the podcast. That will really encourage us. And share these. Tell somebody else, else about them. God bless. We look forward to seeing you again next week on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries.
We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.